What's going on, procrastinator? <laughs> I'm playing. Yo, what's going on? It's a magnificent Monday over here at General Fitness Company. It's your boy, Jerry, the TR Expert Washington, and we're here. I'm here <laughs> at General Fitness Company Studio, and I'm recording episode number 238 of the TR Expert Talks. I'm in a, a bit of a jovial mood today. I don't know why. Uh, I just had one of my... Well, I'll tell you why, actually. One of my really good friends, he actually became a really close friend recently. Uh, over the past couple of months, I've known her for a little couple of years. Uh, we actually started working together at like it's a random spot. Actually, it was, it was this place called Oh, it was my guy Lenny. We actually did a podcast together. Oh man, this is actually kind of an interesting unfolding uh, <laughs> turn of events here uh, as, as we listen on the podcast. So yeah, so check this out. So my guy Lenny Roberts, he's a, uh, cr- a chiropractor yeah, for the Temple, and he actually was a chiropractor for the Sixers. I did a podcast with him. I think I might have. Uh, We've done two, actually. We did one where it was like on audio, and I'm not even sure if I have it uh, anymore. It's probably somewhere in my archives. I probably can pull it out, and maybe we'll make it as a throwback episode this week. But um, I also had him over early, uh, not too long ago, and for some reason, his podcast got, podcast got deleted. I don't know why. I don't know how. I feel really bad about it. I haven't told him about it yet, so shh. <laughs> but his podcast got deleted. But anyways... So Lenny Roberts runs uh, Summit Spine and Wellness over in Roxboro, Pennsylvania. It's like a it's like a borough, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Roxboro, right? It's a borough of uh, Philadelphia. So um, it, it's not too far from here. It's probably about three, four miles away at the most, maybe five miles max. Anyways, um, I started working there. Uh, before I started this place up, I was kind of in between. Uh, when I was there, I, I was still working at my previous employer at, at the Aquatic and Fitness Center as a as a trainer. So I was doing uh, double time. I was working there there on the or the I was working at Summit on the weekends, and I was working at Aquatic or as we called it AFC uh, Monday through Saturday. So I was working. You know, I try to put in the work. You know, I really put in the hours as many times as, as many hours as I can, and everywhere I can. So anyways, I tried to be a trainer there. Unfortunately, there weren't a lot of people that wanted to do personal training. But a lot of people uh, wanted to learn about stretching. So, you know, I did a lot of uh, stretches and stuff like that. I learned a lot, a lot from those guys. Like, it's amazing how much, like, it increased my game from, like, a normal personal trainer to, like, learning these techniques that, you know, like, a really good chiropractor uses. And I'm not saying, like, it's just like anything, right? I was going to say, like, you know, chiropractors they have a stigma right but you know it's just like anything else right you can have bad doctors you have good doctors you have bad electricians you have good electricians you have bad trainers you have good trainers you know at the end of the day it's like if that person is meant to be in that field if that person is gifted to do what they do then you know that that person is gifted to do what they do and if maybe they are just someone that thinks that it's a cool idea but they're not really someone that should be in that field it is what it is. You know it. You get it. You, you probably have run across these people somewhere along the line. I'm pretty sure you can think of somebody that's come to mind right now as you're listening to this. So anyways, this guy is a really, really intelligent guy. He's really into his craft. And he's, he can, he's a really good teacher, actually, too. 
So he's t- he taught me a lot of things indirectly, believe it or not. And uh, I've used, those, used a lot of these methods to help my clients uh, in, in terms of stretching, in terms of showing them exactly how the, the muscles work. Because I may not know, as you uh, will hear in the episode or I think in the conclusion, that uh, I don't know how to pronounce a lot of the anatomy, but I know what it is. You know, I can kind of see how it works in my brain and I can see the anatomy. I just can't give you the name of the muscle. So I know I can see it. I know how it moves, but I can't give you the name. So that doesn't mean, I don't, you know, in my opinion, it doesn't make me a worse trainer. Maybe you might say, well, if he doesn't know the muscles, then how is he going to be a good trainer? <laughs> Whatever. All I know is that I get results. And I know what I'm doing because I've helped a lot of people. And there's a lot of people that over the years can tell you that I've helped them move a lot better. And like I said, I learned from the, I've learned from the best. I seek out the best people. And that's where I find myself differentiating myself from a lot of other people out there is because I really, instead of trying to, you know, follow the latest trends or try to just kind of sit in a cave and think of my own stuff. I I try to seek out the best, get ideas from them, and I just come up with my own variation of of what the best does, you know? I think that's really what it is. Instead of trying to invent the wheel or reinvent the wheel, you know, see what the best people do out there and then just copy them and make it my own, right? I mean, I've talked about that in plenty of other episodes. Picasso said, you know, uh, I think it was Picasso. I'm pretty sure it was Picasso. He said, um, good artists copy, but great artists steal. And essentially what that means is that if you are going to take the perception of one of the, some of the great artists, you're going to steal their paintings, not necessarily like steal it, you know, not possessively steal it, but essentially steal their idea, make it your own. And that's essentially what stealing is, is you take something that's great, you make it your own. Copying it would essentially just being, you know, uh, a, a copy. It would be like the same exact thing as what you see. And that's not the same thing as like to steal it is to actually take the essence of it and make it your own. So that is my little uh, side note on the difference between copying and stealing and how uh, you can make your own life a little bit better by you know following the greats. So... I don't know, I'm in a bit of a, uh, I'm a, a jovial mode, I'm, I'm feeling real happy today, but at the same time I'm feeling like introspective, so you get the introspective side of Jerry today on episode number 238. Anyways, let's go ahead and get this episode underway. Oh, I forgot to ask, because I gotta ask, right? At the end of the day, uh, this, is a, this is awesome content, I love to listen back to it, but I also would love to have you, have your friends know about this so if you could i would really appreciate if you would share this podcast with your friends you can totally do that real easy obviously you can tell them about it in person you can also copy the link you know send it to them via text message or you can take a screenshot put it up on your social media you know maybe share it with your friends on linkedin you know i this episode specifically talks about uh helping you out with core injuries and back pain. So uh, this might be something that you can share with your friends. I might put it up there on LinkedIn myself to help out my professionals out there that are on uh, at their desk, those uh, keyboard warriors, so to speak. I can't say, I shouldn't say, it takes a bad connotation. I guess it's kind of a bad connotation, keyboard warriors, but you know what I mean. You people that are out there that have to be uh, at your desk for multiple hours a day. You know, I feel you. So I got you, I got you on this episode. Episode number 238 of the TR Expert Talks. Core injuries. Let go! (laughs) So let's talk about that core, shall we? Yeah, buddy. So the core, it's an interesting thing. You know, it's like... 
people i've seen it defined as uh the from the chest bottom from the bottom of your chest to mid thigh now i i can understand where people would believe that because a lot of your movement happens there right a lot of your twisting and your you know a lot of your movement of your of your body actually happens through that area but i would actually define it as something a little bit different see your core i would be, i would say like obviously your movement comes from your core right but you have to take it one step further and where does that movement come from now obviously your brain can't move but your movement does come from the original movement is the breath so if you think about that as your power your you know your power source right obviously your brain is what powers the breath right but if you have that power source if that's where the movement comes from well that's where your core is and that's what you need to have strong so if you hear people saying that it, it's coming from the mid-thigh to the bottom of the chest, you know, and I used to think of that too. I used to think of the core as just being your abs and your back, right? But if you really think about it and like dig deep into like this whole philosophy of movement as I have, you understand that it's more than just the movement. It's actually where the movement is created because if you're diagnosing problems based on the actual movement, well, it's like the same thing as like eating mud for dinner and washing your hands right it's like you're not <laughs> you're gonna eat mud which is filled with all these terrible diseases and worms probably and all that stuff but you're gonna wash your hands it doesn't make sense because you're not getting to the root cause of why you're gonna get sick you're gonna wash your hands but you're not gonna stop eating that garbage you know prevent yourself from doing that so that's why i say you got to really look at the core as your breathing rather than uh, that rather than your movement. So that being said, uh, what I believe as being the most important thing for you is to learn how to breathe. And I can have I have a few exercises that I've de- that I've developed. Actually, I haven't developed them. Uh, well, I've developed them in my own sense, but I actually learned them recently from a uh, a doula. <laughs> she is, she's a birth. She does birthing techniques, and she's also like a body work technician as well uh, i've been trying to get her on the podcast but she's a little shy you know she kind of likes to she likes to share her knowledge in person so uh we might get her on here uh sometime in the future but in the meantime i'll kind of give you my perception of what uh she's taught me and it's in in reference to breathing so where a lot of people have deficiencies uh are in the obviously in the diaphragm where they might not be breathing through the whole diaphragm they might have something that's impeding that movement a lot of people because they sit a lot you end up having like compression in your uh in your rib cage because you know you rib you know if you're sitting at a computer you're going to drop your chest down your ribs are kind of going to sit on top of your stomach and into your diaphragm so that cuts that off and because you sit like that you actually end up developing like a lack of of breath in those certain areas and when you have that lack of breath as i said the since that breath is what powers the movement you un- end up cutting off subsi- uh, specific movements and eventually your body gets used to not being not moving in those certain areas and that's why you see people that you know have these deficiencies that have these postural issues because not because like they well obviously because they sit in these positions for a long time but it's because they're sitting in these positions for a long time that they are breathing differently and because they're breathing differently it actually affects their posture because they have to uh, in other words 
they have to hold that posture so their body can stay upright. You know, you have to think about it. You're holding yourself upright still. You're breathing and you're holding yourself upright. And if you are breathing and holding yourself upright, your body is going to try to find the best way to maintain those two postures, breathing and holding yourself upright. So that's why you have to understand, like, Sitting is so much more than just like sitting, bad for your muscles, it's bad for your breathing, it's bad for pretty much everything you can think about. Anything that you're doing for a long period of time, any kind of posture that you're holding for a long period of time, whether it be quote unquote good or bad, if you're going to sit in that posture for a long period of time, your body is going to acquire, adapt to that, it's going to try to uh, transmute your your posture so you can maintain that more. As I said, as I've said before, your body is a super adaptable machine. So whatever you whatever experience you adapt your body to, whether it be quote unquote good or bad, your body is going to go through that and it's gonna be is gonna try to adapt it so it can best handle that situation. So, I mean, it's like you really think about it, I and mean, we can go real deep here, we can go super meta and talk about like how your actions and your thoughts to also create these patterns that your body adapts to, and like you and then you do these things that like provoke these specific emotions, so that you can we can go real deep into that and talk about how you're creating your own reality through your posture. But maybe they'll save that for Fulfillment Friday. I like to go a little woo-woo on those uh, episodes. But today we're going to try to keep it as simple as possible and, and try to help you understand how important it is to breathe and move. It's just so important. I wish I could, uh, I wish I could like, put an exclamation point on that. But breathing and moving is the absolute most important thing for you. So that's why they say like core injuries happen because uh, you know, when you, what happens essentially is that you're breathing differently. Yeah, you're because you're breathing differently, you're moving differently. And because you're moving differently, if your body's not adapted to that, as we talked about, your postures are going to be different. You're going your body is going to stretch itself beyond its limits and it's going to injure itself and then it's going to have to re, you know, reevaluate or aka heal itself and then it will be able to do some things with more re- rehabil- rehabilitation and obviously have building trust. Like it, you know, it's just like from you know it's from the micro to the macro essentially whatever it works in everyday life is going to work from the micro microscopic scale to the you know the macro scale and like world peace essentially if you can build trust with your body and yourself then you can do more things with your body and yourself. You build more trust in your body, you build more trust in your community, your community builds more trust with the country, the country builds more trust with the world, world peace. But it first starts with breathing. (laughs) Something like that, right? But no, seriously though, it's really important that you understand how important it is to breathe because if you can breathe and move and change your positions. It's not a matter of you doing bad things. I've said this a million times. I don't know how many times I can say it in this episode. And I don't know how many different ways, but it's not a matter of bad positions. There's no such thing as a bad squat. I know I've probably said it before, but at the end of the day, there's no such thing as a bad squat, a bad push-up, a bad whatever. (laughs) If you see people that can put their foot behind their head, there's no such thing as a bad movement. But at the same time, you got to understand that there is a such thing as a movement that may not serve you as you would like. Meaning that there's a movement that maybe would cause injury, which you probably would not like, 
but it's not necessarily bad because it teaches you that that is your limit. <laughs> so at the end of the day, whether you say like, oh, you know, I've been, I, I got a bad back because of stress or I got a bad shoulder because I've been writing so much or whatever it is. Yes, you have that. But if you recognize that you've been writing too much or texting too much, uh, well, texting too much would most likely be that your neck and shoulders would be uh, would be in pain because your head was down. Because most people put their head down. I've talked about that before. When they text, they have their head down into their chest. Make sure you keep your phone at eye level. That's how you correct that. But anyways, uh, it's not a matter of being in these positions. It's a matter of staying in these positions and not doing a counteractive measure for those positions. So... If you're going to work hard, you have to make sure that you recover hard. And whether you think about working hard as like, you know, working your face off and working late into the night, or whether you think about working hard as like, you know, spending time on the computer, typing out whatever, whatever, or whether you call working hard exercising and running really, really long time and, you know, maybe doing short bursts of hit car, whatever it is, you have to find out what the counteractive measure is for that. For every yin, there is a yang. And... That goes throughout life. So, excuse me. <laughs> so that's, that, that's what I got for you today. I think we don't need a conclusion on that. I really, oh, you know what? I'm going to give you a conclusion. I'm going to give you a couple exercises. Uh, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, I'm going to give you a couple exercises that you can do on your own that will help you with sitting. And I'll try to make them fairly simple. Some things that will help you if you have a bad, if you have a quote unquote bad back. Or if you have... You know, some things that can help you ha if you have, you know, say, some pain in your lower back or your hips. Just give you a couple of pointers and a couple of tactical tips you can use for that. So anyways, let's go ahead and uh, pick this back up in a couple moments. I'll have a commercial for you, too, because, you know, i got to pay the bills. By the way, uh, if you are on, well, wherever you're listening, I think you have an option to, you know, sponsor the show. So that'd be cool if you did that. You know, I would totally shout you out if you, uh, like, sponsor. You know, I don't know, like, how it, you know, I think I could figure it out. I may have to look into that a little bit more, but uh, I've seen that there's a link where you can sponsor. I've actually done it on Anchor before, and it's actually pretty easy. So you can do that too, but I'm going to you know, you know, throw in a commercial every once in a while if you're interested in doing a little podcast of your own, if you think you might be able to do a little better, or if you got some things you want to talk about that you might want to share with me, feel free to go ahead and uh, listen to this next commercial break, because uh, it'll show you how you can... Start your own podcast. All right, I'll catch you on the other side. Hey, so here we go. I really appreciate you sticking around for uh, these uh, few exercises that I got for you. So yeah, there's some exercises that you can do that will help you with that, you know, with those, with that core that'll help you to strengthen that core. And a couple breathing exercises I can kind of fill you in on. Hopefully, I can walk you through them. We'll see. I'm just, you know, we're winging it here, and we're gonna see if I can walk you through it. And if I, if not, well, you know, I can try again. You know, I got this is my damn podcast, so. <laughs> I can, I'm allowed to try it again and do another episode where I talk about it. I've probably talked about these exercises before. So anyways, the first one. So you want to get like if you're having issues with like like lower back problems or if you're having issues with your lower back, you want to listen in on this one. So this is what 
Well, I haven't got a name for it yet. You're more than welcome to, you know, shoot me an email at info at General Fitness Company with a uh, name for it. But this is one I uh, learned from my uh, doula friend, Megan. You can put your feet up on the wall, okay, and you're going to have your your knees at 90 degrees. So you're probably going to have your butt about, depending on how tall you are, I would say about a foot off the wall or so, maybe a little more, maybe a little less. But you want your knees at 90 degrees, and you want your, uh, meaning that you want your heels to be lined directly up with your knees, and you want your knees to be directly lined up with your hips. So you're going to do that, and then you're just going to practice breathing, so you're going to try to push your belly button up as high as you can towards the belly button, or towards the belly button, towards the ceiling or sky if you're outdoors. And you're going to try to push your sides out as wide as you can. And then you're going to exhale by pu- pulling, not pushing, but pulling your belly button down into your spine and trying to suck all the air out the bottom of your lungs. Now, the reason why you're pulling and now, and then Megan had to put me put me onto this one. I always like think about just pushing your belly button down, you know, like just trying to get the air out. But if you pull it down, what happens is that you're actually getting deeper into the lungs, and you're uh, using more of a, a a force where instead of actually engaging or like uh, tensing up your abs, you're more like engaging and contracting them if that makes sense so you're really getting deep into those deeper abdominals essentially by pulling your belly button in i always get it uh, you know i was getting it confused for a while but she kind of clued me in with that she also said that you gotta make sure that you're breathing through everything so she also included like think about breathing through your your taint she literally said that but um (laughs) if you think about it it actually makes sense you want to like breathe through everything so meaning you want to breathe down there all the way up into your skull because if you think about it your neck actually has something to do with your breathing too if you when you inhale your neck has to kind of tense up a little bit so your head doesn't move around otherwise your head would be moving around when you breathe like these are things that i even i didn't even think about but if you really just stop and think about how you breathe everything from your taint <laughs> up to your head has something to do with it at least when you're sitting when you're standing obviously it's a little different but if you think about it when you're sitting everything from the you know all the way up to your head. I don't know why I can't say taint, but you know what I mean. <laughs> Everything from there. I, I, maybe I could use the, the, the uh, maybe I could use the scientific word. I don't even know what the scientific word for that is. Uh, somebody email me on, on that one. I don't have my computer loaded up. Anyways, yeah. So um, yeah, that's a really good one to help you re- uh, really focus on like breathing. You know, because a lot of people just don't even get like full breaths when they breathe. So I try to practice that even when I'm just sitting, you know, just like, you know, practice engaging with my breathing and really try to focus on pulling my be- or pushing my belly button out as far as I can and pulling my belly button in as close as I can to my spine. Just to kind of like really engage and get all that oxygen, all that bad air or all that old air as much as I can out of the lungs. Because, you know, like, like I said, if you're not breathing, then you're not moving. And if you're not moving, then you can get some stuff that your body gets stuck in, you know. So um, that's an important one. I really want you to try that one because it's a super easy one. Another one that's a little bit more advanced is what I call reverse table. If you've taken yoga class, you've probably done this one before. Now, reverse table, you're going to start from a seated position. Okay, and when you're in that seated position, you're going to put your hands behind your back about you know, maybe, yeah, again, about a foot away from your, from your hips. 
You're gonna have your fingertips facing towards your heels, and then you're just gonna lift your hips up off the ground. When you lift your hips up, what you're gonna end up doing is you're gonna stretch out your shoulders. It's gonna probably hurt if you've never done it before, so you gotta be careful. I'm gonna give you that little fair warning. You know how the doctors say, this might, you might feel a little pressure in your shoulder. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you, it's gonna probably hurt if you do it, but if, you, if you've never done it before, but it's a really good one to open up your shoulders, a good, really good one to wake those shoulders up, especially if you've been sitting at the computer for a while. Uh, you wanna also make sure that you have your chin up out of your chest, because if you drop your chin down, then you tighten up your SM, uh, it's a sternomastoid process, I can't remember what the heck that daggone name of that, of that muscle is, sternomastoclavicoid process or something like that, uh, let me look it up, see, yeah, sterno, sternocleidomastoid, I was close, <laughs> uh, sternocleidomastoid, there you go, uh, I probably mispronounced it, anyways, it's the muscles in the front of your neck. That's what holds your chin up and make sure that it doesn't like fall backward. <laughs> so you want to make sure that you're stretching that out and you want to bring your chin up out of your chest. Just look straight up. You don't have to look behind you or anything like that. It doesn't have to be that serious. Uh, so that's a good stretch for the shoulders, a really good one. Also good for the hip flexors. Another good one for the hip flexors is just taking a knee. So uh, what that does is like if you put one knee on the floor and then one foot in front of that uh, of you, like kind of like you're in the bottom of a lunge or like uh, Captain Morgan when he's got his foot up on like, one of, you know, what I'm talking about. So um, put that knee on the floor, put the one other foot in front of it. And what you do is just reach up towards the sky. And that's a really easy one. If you don't have a lot of balance, it's probably an easy, uh, relatively easy one. You know, it might not be the easiest thing. If you really don't have a lot of balance, you can just keep your hands on your hips or hey, you keep your hands to your sides so you can feel like a little bit more comfortable. But all you do is really just put one knee on the floor and then try not to arch your back. You just wanna like try to make your uh, hips as long as possible. I have an athlete that actually has really tight hip flexors and I've been working to make sure that the hip flexor is like uh, disengaged because uh, her, you know, when you have tight hip flexors, essentially is that it's like overactive and it's always in tension mode. So what I'm, what I'm trying to do is teach the, the hip flexor to like elongate without like having tension. So what we're doing is really working on making her hips go backward and we're trying to make sure that like she can disengage that hip flexor and disengage that whole front end process. So we're working on that, uh, working on that, but that's something that a lot of people deal with. They have a shortened hip flexor, they have an overactive hip flexor. Either way, it's really good to try to focus, uh, try to uh, stretch out that front of the thigh, uh, because either way, if it's overactive or if it's um, if it's overactive, you want to do this uh, do this stretch and try to focus on opening up your lower back. If it's if it's underactive, you're doing you do we do well just by literally putting a knee on the floor. I guarantee you feel a stretch just by putting a knee on the floor. I wouldn't, what I wouldn't do though, what I would really be conscious of is loading up your hip, meaning that you might feel a better stretch if you like lean forward, but don't do that because what you're doing is that you're putting tension on, on your, on the, um, on those uh, muscles in the front on your quad and your hip flexor. And what happens is that instead of stretching like in a, in a manner that it can maintain, you're just stretching it at the moment. It's like essentially doing cardio uh, versus lift, well, weightlifting. You know, we know that when you do cardio, you like burn calories at the moment, but when you're doing like weightlifting, you burn calories and then those calories they don't, well, it doesn't necessarily, well, they say that you burn calories later on, but it's not that you burn calories later on. It's because your muscles are now recovering and they, because they need more energy to recover, that's why you burn more calories when you lift weights. 
So the same thing applies with these types of stretches. You want to make sure that you are training your muscles to elongate rather than training your muscles to just stretch at the, mo stretch at the moment because that's not really controlling the stretches. And as I said, you can, uh, you're not really getting the full benefit. And also you open yourself up to be susceptible to injury because what happens is that you're also training those ligaments and tendons to stretch out. And as I said, if it's not in a controlled manner, then you're stretching them and you don't have any you won't have tension on them. So, you know, it's, it's important to stretch, but if you can think about how you're stretching rather than like just, you know, essentially, essentially you can think of it like, like this. If you're stretching your muscles in a way where you're loading up the joints, it's like uh, stretching out Play-Doh. You'll stretch it out, but it, it's going gonna, gonna, gonna to kind of stay there. Right, you won't have tension. But the same. But if you do a stretch like where you're have, where it's more controlled, and I talked about this, I think a couple episodes ago. But if you do a stretch that's more controlled, you can think about it as like pulling a rubber band. It's going to go back, and you know, essentially, should be able to go back and go into that that position easier and easier as it goes along. And obviously, you don't want to. You know, it's not the the best uh, analogy because rubber bands eventually break down. But our muscles, you know, they constantly. Re recuperate and recover but that we could save that for another science more, more or less scientific episode maybe with one of my friends that are uh that's a physical therapist but anyways those are three good stretches i have plenty more obviously if you want some more you can probably check out my website or you can look on my youtube page general fitness company and uh you can see some more i've been uh, trying to put some more stuff up lately even trying to be a little bit uh, more cognizant of the fact that a lot of people are suffering from um back and hip issues and I'm trying to see if I can put more content out so my people that are sitting at desks and uh, working their faces off can stay healthy and be mobile long into their lives. So anyways, that was like the longest conclusion I've ever recorded. <laughs> it was like another episode. It was like a little bonus episode for you. But honestly, I really think those are really beneficial exercises. As I said, you can, you can also you know, shoot me an email if you want some more. I got you. Uh, it's no big deal. I'll, you know, I'm more than happy to give you my, my two cents on the whole you know, stretching and give you my two cents on, my, on, the whole, on the issue about mobility. And you know, I think uh, it's very important. I think it definitely can help you in a lot of ways of life. So, uh, yeah, feel free to hit me up. I will talk to you soon. That does it for my Monday. I hope you had a magnificent one. I'm out of here to go get some uh, jerk chicken. and got some defrosting in the refrigerator, and I'm excited to get it in. Anyways, I hope you're having a good one whenever you're listening, whether it be morning, afternoon, or evening. I really do appreciate you listening. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. And as always, keep good company.